Dumper. Oh, yeah? Are you helping? What's your favorite color? Blue. What sound does an elephant make? Yeah. Do you like bananas? Banana. Yeah, you do. You want one? I love you. I love you. Man have the last honestly couple weeks been just a crazy roller coaster. Um I did mention it I think in my first podcast that since January we were dealing with health concerns for our son. Um he had a lump in his pelvic uh groin area and it was growing and we took him in and there was just been lots of visits for blood work and ultrasounds and um ultimately um it finally started to shrink and during this whole time we just were in a lot of prayer um he had a huge prayer train um going on and um we just knew that God's hands were over him from the very beginning and um we just trusted and so with that we um we ended up meeting up with a specialist down in UCSF and um he looked at Charlie and and then he was able to um schedule him a surgery so Last Thursday on um four twenty <laughs> as a matter of fact, um he had surgery at eight thirty in the morning. We went down there the day before on the nineteenth, and we stayed at um a hotel down the street from the hospital. You know, leading up to this surgery um it was nerve-wracking. But the whole time through all of this process, I was very level-headed. Um, I didn't have fear. I knew that he was going to be okay. I had my moments, obviously, of um, more so just worrying that, like, you know, he has to go through surgery. Because he's my baby. And I know what the surgery process is like as an adult but he is a child and their bodies are just made so differently when they're younger they're able to fight things off faster and quicker and um it was more so just not wanting him to go through pain kids are resilient (laughs) let me just say that kids are so resilient and i knew that no matter what that he was in very good hands But as it got closer, as his surgery date approached, I like got this lump in my throat. Um, As each day, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it just felt just nauseating. It felt exhausting. It felt scary. It felt scary, you guys. And 
this whole time I was just so level-headed and as we got closer the more I felt like I was crumbling and let me just say that my son during this whole time has been just so true to himself just playful and just so loving and so kind and just his crazy little self and because of him I was able to have strength because I knew that he was okay um and ultimately it was God who really got me through because I do remember the night um before we left uh, for our trip to go down I had a dream it was a very demonic dream but it was a dream about us being um, my husband and I being back in high school and these men um I'll save you the story but basically long story short um it was about all of these different spirits of the enemy and they were trying to get to me and they couldn't because the Holy Spirit was next to me. My Holy Spirit was standing next to me in my dream. And it was protecting me. And ultimately, my faith was just so strong that I knew these spirits because they were so familiar. I've dealt with them before. And they were trying to taunt me and get to me. And they couldn't. They couldn't touch me. And what did they do? They went after my husband in my dream. Because they knew what can get to me. It's through the people that I love. And I still held uh, strong in my faith in my dream. And I just kept praying over my husband. And it wasn't a scary dream, but it was definitely a dream that like when I woke up, I'm like, let me guess, it's 3 (laughs) a.m. 3.30 actually it was. And I was like, yeah, I thought so. So immediately I turned over, I started praying over my husband quietly obviously he was sleeping during this whole time but I prayed for him and I do this a lot especially if I have dreams about him because God tells me just I need to protect him with prayers and so I start praying over him and I didn't understand the dream but God told me when I woke up that we were about to go through a breakthrough um, spiritually and every time that you go through a breakthrough the enemy really um, tries to do things to pull you back or, you know, distract you, uh, put fear, put doubt, all of these things. And they attack you or the ones that you love. Anyways, so I prayed over him. And um, as we're driving, as we're driving down, it was later in the day, obviously. And we're driving and my husband and I, we just start bickering like I don't even know what it was over you guys but we just started bickering and um I was just like I don't understand you know you're just so stressed out you're just so stressed and I know this is a very stressful thing but like let's make the best of it and before we left we made sure to pray over our trip pray over each other um and we agreed to like let's make the best of this trip even though it's scary (laughs) And so we start bickering and and we're driving. I remember looking out the window and we're driving through the um the redwoods, the mountains, and I'm thinking to myself, this is what God was prepping me for. 
And even though I knew that, I still kept taking the bait. Like the enemy was very much trying to work on my husband and, um, and play with his emotions because he, he thought that he had reign over my husband's body and, um, behavior and he does not. And so I started praying and I was just, you know, rebuking it, but, um, it got better. And then we were able to, um, take a break on our trip down as a family. It was nice to be able to get out of the car, stretch our legs. We ran in the grass barefoot and sat in the sun and let it kiss our skin and just be so grateful for the world that we are in, um, even through the, um, unfortunate times that are unknown of what's going on but that little moment of uh getting out on of the car on our trip it grounded me and I was like look I need to focus and I I remember telling myself that I need to focus because it's gonna get worse and I knew that and so we get into the car and we drive there and we finally get there and having a good time as a family Uh, we went swimming in the hotel they had an indoor pool and we go back up it was a very nice um a very nice room it was like a suite and so we were able to sit in the couch and the table dining table and we ate dinner charlie got a cheese pizza i got like this chicken sandwich and charles got a burger and so we're all eating just having a good time and um, it's kind of late because we got there around like 8 p.m. So we were trying to get Charlie to bed. He didn't go to bed till like I think 10, which is really late for him because normally his bedtime is like 7.38. So we go to bed. Um, well, Charlie goes to bed. I put him down. And I go back out to my husband because, you know, um, that's like our time. Our time is in the evening when we put him down so that we can really connect. Um, and so I go out there to like hang out with him. And immediately I'm met with just like hostility. And I don't, I'm not saying this to be like, look, these are our issues. <laughs> no, I'm saying this because it's leading up to something. And anyone who's listening that's in a marriage knows that it's not easy <laughs> and it's not perfect. And um, it, it can be hard sometimes. And so... Um, I was met with just some hostility and I didn't understand where it was coming from at the time. And I just felt, why are you just being so mean? Like, I don't get it. And um, I, I knew that he was stressed out. I knew that he was stressed. Because my husband, he sometimes tends to emotionally respond to things. Um, and it's definitely something he's been working on, but... Um, and I do too. I mean, when things kind of get heated, I either shut down or I react. And um, it's just finding that middle ground. And I think also cutting ourselves slack because this was a very stressful time um, in our lives. A very unknown stressful time. And so we um, got into this really big fight. And... Um, I ended up, you know, going to bed, he went to bed, and then I woke up because God was like, you need to open your Bible right now. I turned on the nightlight, um, the lamp, 
that was in the living room, my husband's in the room with our son sleeping. And, and I just trusted God that I just felt so defeated. I remember sitting on the couch and I was just sobbing, you guys. Um, because I was like, this is one of the most stressful times of our life. And I feel so far away from my husband right now. And I don't get it. You know, this is the time we're supposed to be um, together and um, be united and um, have that united front for our son. And so I, I just felt, you guys, this was a moment of just complete desperation for me. I felt like this is it. This is where I'm going to have a breakdown. Like I, I have been holding it together, God. I have been giving it to you. I've been trusting in you. Um, you gave me a dream to tell me that I was to expect this. Um, but Lord, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why I need to go through this. I just want my son to be okay, Lord. Like, this is a really stressful time. And I don't need this. Like, I don't. I told him that. I don't need this. Like, get, don't give it to me. And it's really, it's comical looking back now. Because... There are reasons why we have hardships because God has a plan for us. And um, anyways, so I'm reading Psalms 8 and it says, uh, it's a Psalm of David and it says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants. You have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You have made them rulers over the works of your hands and put everything under their feet all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Okay, let's take that back though. The part that really um, spoke out to me when I was reading this, Psalms 8, 3 um, through 4, which was, when I consider your heavens... The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You know, God made all of it. He made the moon. He made the stars. He made the heavens. He made the earth. He made mankind. Um, and the fact that he is mindful of us. That hit me. Okay, God. Like, I had epiphany. Okay, God. You know, I, I hear you. You did all of this. And you are still being mindful of me. You are still caring for me. I know what my issue is. I'm allowing these times to just consume me I am focusing on the fears I'm focusing on the stress I'm focusing on the bad parts I'm focusing on how my husband said something you know I was fighting it 
you guys. I was fighting it on my own. Um, I felt like in order to be strong that I just had to, um, to carry all of it. And God in this moment, um, he told me to write a letter, um, for my husband to express my feelings and not come from a place of, uh, anger, pride, um, just malice and to come from a compassionate state, a loving state, um, all the things that, you know, God is. And, and so I said, okay, you know, um, I wrote a letter and, and I sent it to him. Um, and he, um, I looked down at my phone. I remember it was like one in the morning at this time. And I looked down at my phone and my Bible app is on my phone and it has a picture of quote of the day of the verse that it's going to be sharing. And you guys, it was the exact verse that I just read. And in that moment that I, um, I looked down, God told me, you are fighting this fight when it is not yours to fight and that hit me you guys because I realized he is so right um it's not my war to fight God said he will fight my war I just need to trust in him and to follow him and when times are rough I need to lead by example with the Holy Spirit and captured all around me. And you guys, immediately when that happened, my husband walked out. He walked out. Like as soon as I looked down and got that confirmation from God, my husband walks out of the door from the bedroom and he closes it and he comes and sits down next to me and he goes, what's going on? And I just start crying. I am stressed. And then he was like, are you stressed because of the baby? I said, yes, of course. He's my baby. Like, I just feel so overwhelmed. I don't know how I'm going to do this. But I know that God is going to get us through it. But I'm so upset by tonight and how things were, um, how we responded to each other. And, and I'm not okay with it. Like, it's just not acceptable. Because that's the enemy and we know that and we know better and you know he immediately just apologized and uh and and we hugged and we kissed and we we made up because we know that we know what the truth is and we know the lies um that the enemy tries to put into our heads to make us believe it so that we don't continue to have our breakthrough And I feel like that moment, sitting on the couch at 1 a.m. at a hotel, down the street from the hospital, the night before my son's surgery, in Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And that's what I did that night. I went out there and I gave it to God. I said, God, I can't do this. I don't know how to. 
And when he told me, you know, this is not your war to fight. This is mine. For you are my child. You stand behind me. I will protect you. It was just a moment that he just told me to be strong, be courageous, and trust in me. You know, giving it to him is still so strong and courageous. Um, and another scripture that I really just love that really helps me just stand firm in that is that in Joshua 1.9, um, he says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. But yet he still had the courage to continue and see the Lord work on their behalf. You know, Joshua is a really good uh, book when it comes to being courageous, being strong, standing in faith. And it was something that really helped me the days after um, be able to have strength. Because, um, you know, obviously that, that morning, the next morning we woke up and we felt, we felt good. It was, it was a little rough morning because we had like no sleep, um, and the baby woke up like super early, but I knew that even then God has us. It's not our war to fight. And so we got in the car and we, we prayed, we prayed, we prayed so heavily over our baby. We prayed over our marriage. We prayed over the doctor's hands. We prayed over the nurses. We prayed over the anesthesiologist. We prayed over the staff. We prayed over his healing. We prayed just that God would just have his hands on our son and that it would just be made so evident that we could see it so that we would have peace. And um, guys, we prayed and we had faith and we go back. They call us back and um, we brought his Buzz Lightyear toy because that's his favorite to charlie he's just like he thinks that he's so strong and and courageous and and you can see it in his eyes he just lights up he just loves buzz lightyear and so we brought his uh, favorite toy with him and we went back and the nurses were just so kind and you know they bring a doll back there with a gown so that he would feel not so scared while he was in his gown and we do his vitals and they mark the spot that they're gonna um, performed the procedure and the nurses said, you know, normally we'll have a parent come back with us so we can put him to sleep. Um, which one? And my husband and I decided it would be me. And so they give me a gown and a hairnet, but Charlie was just, he loved the nurses. He was just so, so sweet and, uh, and excited to be with them. Even though this was a scary time, you know, this was a new place for Charlie. He's never been here. These are a bunch of people he doesn't know, but he was so excited to see them and he was being so kind and just himself and, and the, um, he took the, I remember he took the nurse's hand as to say like, come here. And he showed the nurse, the uh, doll that he had. And, um, we said, okay. And the nurse said, do you mind if we try to walk with him back there? Um, cause he seems to be pretty warmed, uh, to us, warmed up to us. And I said, yeah, of course, of course, my mama heart, you guys inside was just like, I don't want to leave my baby. Like th this is his first surgery. I don't want to leave his side. But God in that moment said, stop and trust. 
your baby is okay. And so I just, oh, I just said, okay. And I gave my husband this look and I grabbed his hand and my husband just squeezed my hand lightly. And you guys, we watched our baby boy, not even two yet, watched our baby boy so happily, like as if he was skipping, if he could skip, he would be skipping. And he just went straight with the nurses and the anesthesiologist and they just walked right into the operating room and he led them. He wasn't holding their hand uh, or following them. He didn't even look back. He was looking straight ahead, leading them and he giggled and he jumped and he just ran straight into the operating room, not looking back. And once they closed the doors, I teared up because in that moment, it felt warm. It felt safe that a time of this that is just so unknown about what to expect, that it was in a warm, inviting place, that the staff just held a space for us to be able to have this experience, but really that God was upon us. His Charlie's I, I firmly believe it, his guardian angels, maybe even Jesus, um, which it probably was all, were with him and they led him because he, the confidence that he had in himself walking in the operating room was nothing I've ever seen before. And the nurses made sure to tell us immediately, that is rare. We, um, only one nurse said, I've, um, I've seen it once, but all the rest of the nurses were like, I've never seen that before. I have never seen a, a little boy, especially at his age, just walk right in without a parent or even looking back. Like that was truly remarkable. And it was. And so we were like, okay, this obviously isn't going to be, you know, something that I want to say. My son since the moment that he was created in my womb, was a miracle. He has been a miracle. He has been nothing less or nothing short of anything miraculous. Um, you know, he's always been above average on things, with healing, um, with learning certain things. Um, and that's not to just, you know brag or it, it's just to just make it very clear to show you that that his life is nothing but special and that God did create him for a purpose for something um obviously I think I know many things that the purpose is for but in this moment the nurses were able to just be touched by his spirit and it was something really beautiful to see and so we went back into the waiting room and it felt like forever, but I'm not joking, you guys, 20 minutes later, um, the nurses, uh, the doctor, sorry, the doctor comes back and he comes down and he sits down and says, I'm done. And we looked at him and uh, we looked at each other and looked at him and said, you're done. Is everything okay? He goes, everything's great. That was very fast surgery. We got, um, we took his lymph node out and we're going to send it off for biopsy. And 
um, he's like, so we're going to close him up and then the nurse is going to bring you back so that um, you can be in the recovery room when he wakes up. And we said, okay. And my husband and I just like let out just a sigh of relief, but also just like celebrated in that moment that God was just so good. And we just kept thanking him because, because we trusted in him, but because he delivered and, and we knew that we knew that our baby was okay. And so we went back and we held his hand and we waited and, um, he eventually woke up. That took probably the longest, but he finally woke up and, uh, he wanted his Buzz Lightyear (laughs) and, uh, he got popsicle, uh, otter pops and he got four. He'd ate four of them. You guys, he was just so excited for popsicles. And so, uh, we got him some food and, um, and, you know, he has stitches and, um, bandages and wound care stuff. And so anyways, he is all, he's all good and he's safe. And so we took him in the car. We were able to leave that day and we went straight home because we knew that because of the anesthesia that he would be tired and we live far away. And so we immediately went straight home and, um, when we got home, he wanted to play. You guys, <laughs> the nurse before we left said, "There's one. this can go one of two ways. One, he'll be very tired and just want to sleep. Or two, he'll be like my, I think she said her nephew, and just want to run around and be crazy. She's like, but just make sure that he doesn't do anything too crazy to bust a stitch. Um, she's like, so no like bumping up or rubbing up against it. And we're like, okay. We thought he would sleep. But it was probably because the car ride home and like, you know, anesthesia and all the things that happened during surgery and how long he was sleeping for. But he got home and he just starts running, you guys. And in that moment, I just said, thank you, God. Because that was one of my most, my one of my biggest fears was um, the recovery process of what that would look like for him. And I didn't want him to be in pain. And so he's running and he's playing. And if anything, these past few days have been just me being very firm with him to say we can play but we can't do that because that's going to hurt you and so I feel like I've been running after him to calm down because he's just amped and ready to go and during this time of waiting for the biopsy results to come through you obviously we've been in contact with family and friends but we've kept this whole situation very private and um you probably wouldn't believe it because I have a podcast but I'm a very private person and something that my dear friends and family do know about me is that I won't tell you unless it's a need-to-know basis. For many reasons, not because I don't want to have support from other people or include them in our lives, it's more so because I don't need to put fear in things that don't need to be fearful unless... um, Unless it's time for, you know, that God is giving me my confirmation that it's time to share with them. And most of the time, um, you know, through this whole process, obviously my very close friends and family have been made aware of what's been going on because I needed prayer. I needed more, I needed more voices and more life being able to be spoke over my son. And so we were just so, you know, if you're listening to this and you are uh, amongst those people that we have discussed with, Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your prayers 
um, for your petition and, and faithfulness, um, to our family and just being here and being of, um, support to us during this time that has been quite challenging. It has just been beautiful to be a part of a community that just loves my family so much. And I just want to say thank you. Truly. And I hope that I can be of service and be that person for you when you need that um, done as well. So, you know, when we got home the last like three, four days after the surgery, I was in this really weird limbo state. Um, Mentally, spiritually, physically, I felt numb. I felt like I want to be closer to God, but I feel so far away even through all this time. And I didn't understand it, but God just kept telling me, be patient and wait. And so I just said, okay, like I know, I know I want to feel closer to you, but I know that you are having me be in this like waiting period before I have my breakthrough. And I just was unmotivated. I was just, you know, just really ultimately trying to just focus on Charlie that I felt like I was losing myself. I just didn't feel any connection to anything. And, um, and basically what ended up happening was, um, today, this morning I woke up and I'm obviously I'm recording this on a Tuesday, uh, the day before this goes out, but I woke up Tuesday morning and I felt motivated. I felt like, okay, I'm going to get it back into my routine. Charlie's doing so much better. We still obviously have to be very mindful of his, uh, stitches, but I'm going to go out today. I'm going to take him to the park. I have all of these things on my list that I need to get done. I felt motivated. I opened scripture immediately started highlighting. I, I just felt very, um, encaptured into his word and, um, and I just felt like myself, I felt the Holy spirit again. And it was kind of God's way right then and there to say, you're going through your breakthrough right now. Those hardships that you went through, they are done now. I have made it. So I have fought your war and I have won. And not to say that the war won't come back again, because I know it will. But right now, he has won my war, and he will always win my wars. He will always fight my wars. But that I don't have to do it alone. And in that moment, I said, okay. And uh, we went about our morning. We left the house. And as I'm driving, I, like, parked uh, right by the park. And... I take my phone out and I got a random number calling me and I've never seen it before. And I was like, hmm, I feel like it's important. And God said, answer. And so I answered it and it was at the doctor uh, that performed his surgery, Dr. Kim. And he calls and says, "Um, can I talk to you? And I said, yeah. And he goes, we got the results in. And I said, yes. And my heart stopped. Everything froze in that one moment because this is like, this is what 
we've been waiting for. And so he goes, we wanted to call and let you know that his results are negative, that uh, there is no cancer. And I just, whoo, the weight just fell off my chest. My heart beat again, like 10 times faster. And I have Charlie looking at me in his car seat because I had the door opened right outside his door and I was holding his hand and he just smiled at me, this smile, this twinkle in his eye, this sweet boy of mine. And I, um, I said, thank you, Dr. Kim. And he goes, of course. He goes, you know, it was just a reactive lymph node. Um, so with that, now that we have our answer, um, now that we know the problem, we can find solutions. And uh, we're going to be sitting down together, my husband and I, to really uh, figure out a game plan. But I, I believe that starting with it is it's food. Food is everything. And, you know, um, transitioning over to gluten-free and less sugar things of the sort, you know, we've already stopped uh, trying to move away from the red 40, the dyes, things like that. So we are okay because God has us. And all of these trials that we faced, they weren't for nothing. It's just making us stronger in our faith. And it's also giving us just more testimonies to be able to speak life over other people in their situations that what they are going through, it is not in vain that God has us and he does this for a reason, that he is there to fight our battles, but also that we have to fight the battles with him. Yes, he will fight them, but if I would not have trusted in him, if I would not have dived into his word, if I were not to seek counsel from dear friends um, and family members during this time, if I didn't put on my armor I would not have been able to fight this this battle. Matthew 6:34 Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Can I get an amen? Because we do not need to worry about tomorrow. Looking towards the future will cause anxiety and looking behind us in the past can cause depression but staying in the moment that's really where we find life we find um, ourselves being present in the moment and if I can give any any advice it is just to stay in the present moment it is not easy but it is possible and um you know, I also, um, I want to give a very big thank you to my partner, my best friend, my soulmate, my husband. I love you, babe. And I could not do this life without you. You were made for me to do this life and uh, to walk through this life together. And I'm just so I'm just so grateful that you were put in my life at a very young age, and the fact that we could grow to where we are today as a unit, um, 
and to be able to experience true love. And even in times of hardship, when we are both not our bests, um, because God knows we're not perfect, that we still come together to to apologize, to to forgive, and to love each other. You are a wonderful husband. You are an incredible father. And I am just, I just have so much gratitude for you. You're just a really, a really wonderful man. And I, I love you, Charles. I couldn't have done this without you. You're definitely my rock and my foundation in this. Um, and I believe that's why God, God gave me you. God gave me you as my husband, as my best friend. Because we, we work. And I just want to say thank you. Also, a really big thank you to my Aunt Sarah during this time for really helping me keep uh, grounded in, um, in God and in, in affirming the truth of who I am and, who, and what my marriage is and who we are as parents and just, just speaking life over us. I also uh, I want to give a big thank you to my friend Hannah who was also there to be of support and speak wise words of wisdom about what God says. I also want to give a big thank you to my friend Callista, who also was there to speak wisdom over us and to be someone that could listen to me in a time of need where I felt like I was going to lose it. Um, thank you for just being just so graceful, all of you. A big thank you to all of our family and friends for praying again and being there. I love you guys so much. You are my community. My family and friends that are listening, you're my community and I just love you and we are so, so grateful. And uh, we are just so lucky to have you in our lives. Um, our boy is okay. And now we have the steps to figure out what we can do to manage um, these growths and uh, what is happening in his body. And we know that God is a healer of all. And that during all of this time that we were trying to figure things out and do the visits and the doctors and the surgery. And he was, he was healing our son. And he was really just working on him. And um, I love you, God. Most of all, I got to give it to him because he is the one. He is the reason where, uh, he is the reason why we are where we are. And why we stand on the rock that we stand on in his foundation. So, I'm going to uh, close this out with a prayer. <sighs> Thank you, God, so much for just constantly being here, surrounding us with your love and your healing powers. And even when times get rough, for showing us the way and also showing us that it's okay to not be okay that we can find refuge within you. And I just thank you, God, for just constantly answering our prayers. And even if we don't have an answer, that it's okay to sit in the nose and it's okay to sit in the hold-ons because we know that you're working. 
God, I pray that whoever is listening right now, whether whether their time is about to come of trials and um, and battles, that they know that they can trust in you to fight their battles alongside them. That your word is so strong. It is so true. I pray that that communities may be formed for people so that they have the strength to get through it, Lord. I pray that healing may happen to whoever is listening. Maybe someone they know needs it, Lord. I pray a healing over them. We, we, speak, we speak life over them. We speak life over who needs it, Lord. That it may be done so in your name. Thank you for another day. Thank you for giving us this time. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you all have an uplifting and joyful rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today on another episode of Beauty and Grace.